Have you ever had someone say something to you that you wished you had responded to, but you didn't? It could be something someone said that made you feel bad, or it could be something that was incorrect. Or maybe they made a decision that you strongly disagreed with, but you didn't say anything. Do you remember how it feels once the opportunity has passed and you didn't stand up for yourself or set things straight in some way? It can result in feeling more distance from that person. You can feel mad at yourself, mad at them, sometimes even isolated and alone, feeling like nobody really understands you. This happens when we avoid what we feel is conflict. We don't want to pipe up and say something that's not 100% positive or 100% in agreement with someone else because we fear the consequences. Maybe you want to speak up, but you don't know how to say what's on your mind in a way that doesn't offend or hurt the other person. There are some who talk about conflict as being something that we really should embrace to have high-performing relationships and teams. And then there's the more common way of looking at conflict, which is that it's something very uncomfortable and something to be avoided at all costs. Well, which is it? Or is it something in between? Well, I should make it clear that those who talk about embracing conflict are generally not saying we should encourage people to argue or find reasons to disagree. What they're generally referring to is healthy conflict where people can talk about differing thoughts and opinions in a way they feel safe. This is important for all kinds of relationships, not just those at work. Being able to express yourself about something you don't agree with or tell someone that you see things differently has a lot greater impact than you might imagine. In this episode, we'll dive into why healthy conflict is important for work and personal relationships and even entire organizations. And even though conflict usually sounds scary, I'll share my side of how you can develop the skill of having healthy conflict in a way that creates positive results and even helps the people involved have a much better relationship as you move forward. This is Lucy Gable, integrative leadership coach and trainer, author, speaker, and professor at the George Washington University School of Medicine. And this is my podcast, Leadership, Life, Health, and Happiness. First, I want to touch on our personal lives. In situations with spouses, family members, or friends, if people hold themselves back from telling you things that aren't positive, we don't get a chance to make things better. We don't get a chance to be better, even if we want to. And when this goes on for a long period of time, it creates distance between you and them. And often what happens is the conflict comes out at a later date when someone feels they have no choice but to say something. And by that time, the person who's feeling harmed in the relationship ends up very angry, maybe lashing out, saying things they don't mean, or being extreme. And sometimes the relationship becomes very hard to repair. In friendship worst-case scenarios, people get ghosted, and that's unfortunate, especially when there could have been a much longer relationship 
or a much deeper relationship if people felt comfortable saying a few things that were on their mind or asking for their needs to be met. How do we create a healthy conflict culture without it feeling incredibly daunting and frankly, scary? I'll talk about that soon. What we find in the research is that companies get ahead faster when they provide an environment where people can express disagreement and conflicting thoughts and opinions. Why is that? Well, as you might imagine, when people aren't hindered by being judged or punished for expressing their thoughts and ideas, ideas flow faster, brainstorming happens easier, decisions, innovation, and problem solving happens much faster. And this translates into greater productivity and financial gain, as reported by Deloitte, Harvard Business Review, Google, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and other cited research. Being able to have conversations with conflicting opinions and thoughts are a part of what is now called psychological safety. Amy Edmondson, Harvard Business School professor and author of The Fearless Organization, coined the phrase psychological safety. And she says, it means that people feel free to take risks, express their ideas and concerns, speak up with questions, and admit to mistakes without fear of negative consequences. Google found in their research that teams with high rates of psychological safety were better than other teams at implementing ideas, they were higher performing, and they were more likely to stay at their job. Gallup says a psychologically safe culture leads to employees being more engaged, which means they end up more satisfied with their work and happier at work. According to Gallup's research, though, only 23% of employees worldwide feel engaged. And only 30% of workers feel their opinions count at work. Gallup estimates that by doubling that ratio, organizations could see close to 30% reduction in turnover, 40% reduction in safety incidents, and 12% increase in productivity. Deloitte found investing in initiatives like psychological safety at work provides an ROI of $5.3 for every $1 spent. That's a great return on investment. So that's why a company might want to start practicing healthy conflict culture. And healthy conflict culture also means that people in the organization feel comfortable expressing disagreements with leadership above them. Now, why would this be important? Well, you might already know that leaders can become blind to our own shortcomings just as much as we can be blinded to the shortcomings of the company after a while. We can be looking at numerical data all the time, but we need people data too. And that comes in the form of human conversations. We all can get into a rut of comfortability and continue to just see what our brain is trained to see. It really helps to talk to the people that are working with you and for you for input. The people that are encountering the customers and the software and the systems. When you have more information than just what your own individual brain gathers, both positive and negative, that's when you can make the best decisions. But your people 
need to feel comfortable giving it to you. How can you make that happen? Next, I'll give you some practical ways to get started creating healthy conflict culture in work or personal life, and even how to address someone up the chain with conflictual information, even when there's not a healthy conflict culture in place. And at the end, I'll share some of my favorite secrets to stay in the right mental state while you're having healthy conflict, so you can keep your brain in a place of higher level thinking and out of fight, flight, or freeze. If this information is speaking to you right now, you might want to write this down. So here we go. If you're currently a leader in a company, a family, or any other kind of group, and you want to start creating a healthy conflict culture that hasn't been there before, the best way to start is to make a clear and intentional statement about it in a meeting that involves you and your team. And this meeting should include three parts. First, you'll want to share why you want to make changes and the reason why it's going to be good for the people involved. We know people come on board a lot easier when they understand the reasons for change and how it will affect them positively. It will be good for them because they get their opinions heard, they get a better opportunity to get their needs met, and they get to help shape the direction of their work and the relationships. Who doesn't want that? It's good to include in this discussion the fact that you want to make these changes because you care about them and their experiences at work with you. You also want to include your vision of what a positive future looks like with this new change in place. And yes, you as the leader are responsible to raise people's standards and to open people's minds to new ways of thinking that they may not have had before. When you talk about what the new culture could look like, your best opportunity for getting agreement is if you allow the people you're speaking with to co-create the ground rules and parameters. Because you know, when the team helps to create the idea, they'll create something they feel comfortable supporting. It's also important that the leader share they'll be working on making this change personally as well. And one great parameter to have in place is to have everyone agree that while working on this change, they'll have patience as well as be kind and thoughtful and also be open and honest and vulnerable. It's not too different if you're bringing it up with a friend or family member. During the conversation, you say you'd like to make sure both of you are comfortable having all kinds of discussions in the relationship, good or bad. And if there's ever a need for an uncomfortable conversation, you want to have it with them because your relationship is worth that small amount of uncomfortability for the big amount of connection and pleasure that you get from having them in your life. And when it comes to co-creation, ask them to share any fears or concerns that it brings up for them. When you're in a new relationship, or if you're in a new company or a new leader in a team, it's a lot easier to set these expectations in the beginning. And it all involves the same kind of conversation. One thing I want you to note here is that within all of these conversations, it's peppered with a lot of positivity. 
You have the positive reasons you want to create this kind of culture. You acknowledge the other person's importance to you. And you let them participate in creating how this culture is going to look. Now, what if you're in a culture that's not one of healthy conflict, but you still want to be open with the people around you because you want the benefits it gives you and your relationships? Well, you can do that. It just requires a little bit of a different technique. And you can do this with anyone from family members to team members to leadership above you. So when you want to have that healthy conflict conversation that people aren't familiar with or comfortable with, you can make it more comfortable with the following steps. One, start with a positive comment. It looks different between friends, colleagues, a team that's following you, or your supervisor. So if you're the boss, you want to tell the team something they're doing right first. If it's friends, you want to tell them something you really appreciate about them. If you're close, you can tell them something you love about them. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, starting with a positive comment really sets a good tone for the rest of the conversation. Then you can tell them what's happening and how it's affecting you or the situation badly. And then finally, we co-create with them. We ask them for input on how you can both make it better. And both the first and the last point really help to sandwich the conversation in a way that makes it much easier for the person you're talking to to absorb and work with you to make things better. There are a couple major differences if you're talking with someone above you in a work situation. major differences if you're talking with your boss or someone above you in a work situation. In step number one, the positive comment is very different. It's not a compliment per se. Ideally, you would show them how the topic you're about to bring up is related to something they said or something they taught you. Step one is more of a confirmation that you've been paying attention to them. And, you know, that is a compliment for someone in a leadership position to know that you've been listening and paying attention. Step two is that you have an idea on how to make the situation better and you show them how your idea fits right along with their goals and their visions. The problem solving is different because you suggest an idea right away. Managers really dislike it when you dump problems on them. It's like cats that leave a dead mouse on your doorstep. (laughs) You know that it's got good intentions, but it's not really pleasant, right? (laughs) So you don't want to be the cat that keeps leaving dead mice. And on top of that, when you present with a problem and an idea of how to fix it, you can present that solution in a way that makes things better 
for you so things work out well for you? What is your ideal answer to this problem? And when you're the first to pitch the solution, you get potentially some benefit to yourself. Otherwise, the ball is in their court to let them figure something out and it might work less in your favor. Step three, the co-creation. You can ask them what they think about your idea and give them an opportunity to chime in with their thoughts and ideas. So finally, four good rules of thumb for you to be in the right mental state while you're having healthy conflict. And so you can keep your brain in a state of higher level thinking and out of fight, flight, freeze. First, keep the judgment of yourself and them out of the conversation and ideally out of your mind as much as possible because judgment puts your brain in distress mode. Second, remain in the investigative mode. Remember, you're sleuthing out how you can both make things better. It keeps your mind in the creative mode, problem-solving mode, and out of the stress mode. Third, avoid making assumptions during the conversation. We often put meaning onto people's words and actions that aren't even theirs in the first place. And if you find yourself assuming things, ask them to clarify what they mean so you really do have a good idea of what they're trying to say. And number four, remember, you're talking to a human who's imperfect and also has feelings just like you. If you like this episode, let me know by clicking like or giving it five stars. Let me know what else you'd like to hear about in the comments. And if you'd like to know what it might be like to work with me on getting better at these conversations and skills, schedule a complimentary consult at my website, lucygable.com. This is Lucy Gable. Talk to you next time.